I'm Mark Erickson. Zach Beach. Felipe Nasser, and you're listening to Checkers and Records. Drivers, start your engines! Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. I hope you're doing all right out there. Everybody here at Checkers and Records, BWSports1.com, where we say hello. And I got a guest right here in my headset. He's going to be here talking a little bit of NASCAR with me, Kyle Westwood of the NSRL. Kyle, what's going on? Oh, good morning, everyone. How are you doing, Sean? I am fantastic. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing good. So you were like early the, morning discussion. You were like the Bob Paracas here for for checkers and records, right? I don't know who that is, but I'll just say. How this. do you say Bob's last name? There, help me out. Paracas is that Paracas? Thank you, thank you. How do Paracas? <laughs> how do you? I don't know how to pronounce that. Help me out there. I don't even know who we're talking about. The NASCAR <laughs> guy on Twitter. You get all your information from. Oh, Pacris. Pacris. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, there we go. Now that makes more sense. You gotta help me out here. You're you're the NASCAR guy. You are my NASCAR <laughs> news man here. There we go. Pacross there. So, close enough. There. Yeah, I was I was close. Paracas, Pacross. <laughs> I, I I it's early. I got my coffee. I mean, we're good. Just though. jumbled the letters a little bit, but <laughs> I mean, you're on the right track. Ferris, Matt, Trace. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So uh, a guy that knows a little bit more here. We got Kyle Westwood, but. Uh, before we get to Kyle here, we do have a very special guest, not to uh, kind of lower you in any way there, Kyle, but we got Ranger Van de Zand on the uh, line here as well here in a little bit. So big news there. That's, uh, that's, that's some fun. We had a chat with Ringer, and uh, he got to talk a little bit about that 24. And Kyle, uh, obviously you weren't on the line for that one, but Man, what a cool guy to talk to, and uh, what an experience. Uh, he talks about the entertainment value now that IMSA has. And I think you were even watching now. Uh, Kyle, I- I'm going to let this be known that Kyle is a little fanboy for Jimmy Johnson. So <laughs> he saw Jimmy in that, that 24. Kyle was watching. He he was set. But uh, talk about, I mean, what did you think about that 24-hour of Daytona ending there? Uh, I was actually impressed with the entire race, to be honest with you. I'm not usually one to sit down and watch uh, more than an hour of that race, but this one had me. Uh, this one had me uh, glued to the screen for at least I don't know, maybe I'd say by the end of it, it probably put in a good ten hours by watching this thing. And it's so, yeah, that that ending was exciting, man. So impressive. I think the what the top four or five cars were all within uh, twenty seconds of each other there at the end. Yeah. So it's just like wow, that's that's impressive there. And unfortunately, Ranger. They were out there, and, and they blew that tire. Is You were coming around. You were close to making that pass, and that's what everybody says, though. You still got to make that pass. And I don't know, were you watching the end there with them in that battle with uh, 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 the the winners there of the uh, the Wayne Taylor Racing? Yeah, I was watching. Um, that was pretty devastating to watch this tire go out with, what, only a – what was it, 20 minutes left, or was it a little less? It was a little less than 20, I think. But do you, uh, do you think he could have passed them? 
because that's the you were there side by side. But I mean, you know as well as I do, you got to make that pass, and that's the hardest thing right. about doing it. So, based on what I was watching, I don't know if he ever would have made the pass. I think he had a very good shot at it, but it seemed like the closer he got, the harder that that Wayne Taylor car pushed, and he was able to kind of like maintain the gap a little bit. And I can only imagine if he got close enough, he would have put up one hell of a fight to hold him off. So I, I don't know if he ever would have gotten it, but I think it would have been a really good battle until the end there if that wouldn't have happened. Now, I, I know we brought you on to talk NASCAR, so we're we're going to get out of the 24-hour talk. But did you see the Wayne <laughs> Taylor interview at the end? <laughs> yes. That right there goes down in history as probably one of the best post-race interviews that I have, I had a little bit of vodka there at the end, he said, <laughs> so he was having a good old time, and uh, he, it just comes to show, you know, uh, I think that's really, uh, IMSA needed something, they they yeah. needed a boost there, and I think they really got their boost, and man, I, he's he's such a fun owner to watch, I mean, he's really successful, he's, he's really got it dialed in, so looking forward to see what the IMSA has to carry on, and I know uh, it's probably not on the top of your priorities, but I, I'm sure that reeled you in a little bit, right? Yeah, and, you know, I'm curious if they let that one slide or not. In his situation, I'm sure they just, NBC or whoever was involved with that one, I'm sure they just let it slide. But... So when you say let it slide, let, are you talking about him drinking and pit row? or like, what? Oh, you... no, I'm talking about his interview, his post-race oh, interview. Where, yeah, uh, yeah, that's like uh, force. Like when he, did you watch that when he won? He jumped the fence at the Nationals. And he, he no, throws the F-bomb. He, he throws. It, it's, you're getting to these guys in pure excitement. Uh, the one thing I could see them getting on him, and I, I'm not upset because I like a good party, but the, the the vodka deal on the pit box, that might be a, uh, a cause of a little uh, uh, <laughs> uh, maybe class or two that he may have to go through there. for uh, they, They'll claim addiction. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. And then I, I I had my eyes on him in the post-race interview. He let the – put out an F-bomb, and then you, you could see his sons, like, trying to force the mask, the on, mask his on him. Yes. Oh, that was funny. Did, did you notice he had his mask in his hand? Like, he's got a yeah. black mask in his hand. So, yeah, that goes as one of the top interviews, I think, ever after race. Uh, just a, a great character there with Wayne mm-hmm. Taylor and uh, just a great success story, really, now. Uh, three years in the the running that he has won that that 24 hour now with two manufacturers so <laughs> excuse me very impressive there but hey we brought Kyle on to talk a little bit of NASCAR and NASCAR in the the heat of things you know I, I'm gonna say it I don't think a lot of people are gonna agree with me but I think last year was was somewhat interesting for having the chase we can't do anything about it guys it's here so let's not argue the chase but the I think what happened in the chase, what happened there throughout, was, was fairly interesting. I think NASCAR had a decent year. And I'm going to flip things because a lot of people are going to say the pandemic hurt a lot of things. But I think with NASCAR and the style of racing, Kyle, it kind of helped it because you put these guys out with, with little practice. You put these guys kind of on a, a more even playing field as professionals. What do you, What do you kind of think in that role? So I thought last year was pretty interesting. I think what started off as a normal year very quickly turned into like a trial season where they were able to try and like try some new things that they would have never tried, but they found themselves in situations where they could try some different things like the no practice, no qualifying, 
And I see a lot of that kind of sticking well after this uh, pandemic is over. Like the whole no practice, I think uh, I think we might see some return of qualifying based on the track. I hope we do get qualified because I, I think that is a, a benefit. You can't necessarily go off because there's there's some guys in the back of the field that if they get that opportunity to start a little closer up because of a good run in qualifying, that could really benefit them. So I, I, I don't like the no qualifying necessarily, but as far as the no practice, I man, I, I think that put a, a, a big curveball and a lot of people's plans, I, I think one of them was Kyle Busch. Oh, 100%. Yeah, and he, he was vocal about it, too. He didn't, he didn't hide it. He, he knew that their team thrived on that practice time to get that car dialed in. And he didn't have that all season, and I think it showed. Absolutely. And you talked, uh, did you see the news coming out this week that uh, Gibbs is switching up that team? And Kyle Busch comes out and he says, well, I feel like I've been fired from the 18 card. You're still driving it. But you've got to have a, a whole new team behind you. A lot of that's going to change up. And I think that's all on itself because you complain for a whole year about this crew, but now now you're upset? I, I just don't get that. Have you looked into that? Have you seen that at all? Yeah, I've seen that. And the way I kind of look at it is Kyle Bush is Kyle Bush. I feel like <laughs> no matter who he has, and it's just kind of him. I still respect the guy. It's just he – he likes to complain. <laughs> right. I think uh, it doesn't matter who you give him. In the heat of a moment when he's in a bad mood or something bad goes wrong in the race, he's going to complain. <laughs> and I think, uh, I don't know, I, I think there's just no avoiding it for him. And but, he, he did officially rule out this week that I, I know a lot of people want to see him make that run because his brother Kurt did in my famous race. My favorite race of the year is the Indianapolis 500. And, uh, he he had ruled out this year, which I, I think I don't even know why people are questioning that after the year he had in NASCAR. He's still at the top tier of his game. And obviously a, a driver like Kyle Busch is not going to step into something else after having a, uh, uh, excuse my language, a piss poor year last year. Yeah, exactly. He said he, what did he say? I forget how he worded it. Something about he put it on the back burner for now. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it has to do with he wants to experience he wants, like, the full experience. Right. I think right now he's thinking if he tries to do it this year, we don't know what it's going to look like in a few months. We don't know if it's going to be like last year or limited fans or whatever the situation is going to be. I think when he does it, he wants to make sure that he gets the full Indy 500 experience. Right. Yep. I would agree with you there 100%. So kind of kind of ruling him out. But talking about Kyle Busch, I mean, he's a champion. You can't rule Kyle Busch out looking forward into this year. Uh, a new team, do you think that kind of how, – how does that work for Kyle? Because I don't think looking in the, the years past, his first years with new teams, correct me if I'm wrong, but don't seem to be very well. No, but Kyle Busch is a hell of a talent. I think uh, maybe you'll see a bit of a struggle in the beginning part of the season, but I think once they uh, get their chemistry up a little bit, Kyle knows how to wheel the car. I think uh, no matter who you put on that pit box, he'll, he'll figure it out. We'll get the thing in victory lane one way or another. And so here's my thing on on Bush, because this is what it seems like. You you say he'll figure it out, but I think he – I don't know. How how well do you think Kyle Bush gives data to his, his team, gives that feedback? I just feel like that might be part of his – that issue there. I could be wrong, but it just doesn't seem like – and being a, a person that you can talk to obviously is going to help that. 
and uh, being approachable, but I, I guess uh, how well do you think Kyle kind of talks to his team? So I think from what I've heard from interviews from past crew chiefs and even his most recent crew chiefs, they all say the same thing when it comes to like the race and in the car, he is one of the absolute best at relaying information on what the car is doing and what he needs for the car to get better. But as far as it goes outside of the car, I don't know what kind of conversations or discussions are being had for, I don't just, I'm like you said, I could be wrong about this. And I just, the feeling I get from Kyle Busch is once he's done in the car for the day, I think that's the last he discusses of the car until the next weekend. I don't know how much he's involved at the shop or getting the car set up for the next week. I feel like he's just, he shows up, he gets in the car, he relays the information once he's in the car, and then moves on to the next week. Right. Yep. I could, I could see that there. Uh, he said, so Matt Trace says he's listening inside and he does, he gives that feedback. But like you said, I think, uh, a lot of people want to put that, uh, um, pressure, you know, on that. And they want to put that, uh, kind of the view of a driver is that Sunday, you're, you're there Sunday behind the wheel. You know, you have your, your qualifying day, maybe Saturday. But that's that's all you do, and to be a good driver, that that Jimmy Johnson, that style, that Jeff Gordon, the, the hat I'm wearing right here, those guys were were Sunday to Sunday. And if you had a, a race that week, uh, Gordon was going to be in there with Ray, and those two were going to be discussing. Uh, it, it was a constant uh, uh, communication throughout the week, and and like you said, I just don't think that uh, Kyle is very good with the communication part, and that I I think is where. He has his downfall, so. Yeah, exactly, and I think it kind of shows because he seems to be going through crew chiefs pretty often. <laughs> exactly. I feel like every couple of years he has a new crew chief or something happened with the team and or he's yelling, yelling at the team or blaming the team for something, but I don't know. Part of me just thinks, uh, <laughs> I'd hate to say it, but I feel like some of them just might be getting a little fed up. Right. And if you want to move on, ask Joe Gibbs to put him somewhere else after a while. Feel like there's only so much, uh, so much complaining. I guess you could take. Right, exactly. Yeah, uh, you can only be told you're a piece of trash for so many times before you know that you are a, a top tier guy. You've been there, and uh, it's it's not working out for you. So uh, we we move on to uh, probably the the hottest team, obviously, right now, uh, and everybody's watching them. You know who I'm talking about, Kyle. Your favorite oh, yeah. team, Hendrick Motorsports. Here, we'll, we'll we'll go to that 48 car right off the bat. Let's talk about that. And where do you see the the 48 car kind of uh, working his way in this year with with Bowman behind the wheel? Uh, so I will say. So I'll start at the tail end of last year. I'm going to start here. Um, all of Hendrick Motorsports throughout the playoffs seem to pick it up a bit. Uh, even Bowman, he's got, he started getting some really consistent finishes at the end there. He wasn't really going for the wins, but he had the consistency and going into next season, I kind of see it being a lot of the same, maybe here and there he's going for a win or competing for the lead somewhere, but I just kind of see him being again, consistent inside the top 10, maybe top five, but as far as Bowman goes, I uh, I don't see a multiple win season. No, and I do think that's going to be a hard thing to uh, to really put together. 
Uh, I think there's a lot of pressure, and I don't know how well he deals with that pressure just yet. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of eyes on that 48 ride. Uh, Every camera that turns on throughout the season is going to show you the 48 now with Alex Bowman behind it. So you are now, if you will, I'm going to say the second most popular driver in as far as the media goes, right behind. I I would think your next guy I'm going to ask you about, and that's Kyle Larson. I know you got the champ here, but so many eyes are going to be on Kyle Larson, especially after the year he had off of NASCAR on dirt and seeing what he can can progress through. So well, I mean, we've, we've talked about it behind the scenes here, and both of us, I think, kind of agree on the same thing here. But tell everybody what you think Kyle Larson's success will amount to here this year. Well, really quick, one more thing on Bowman that I saw, because I thought this was actually pretty interesting. Uh, Ally, Ally Racing has a Facebook page, and they put up a little video of Jimmy Johnson talking a little bit about uh, Alex's upcoming season. And he even said in the video, and I thought this was pretty interesting, he said that he does not envy Alex Bowman in the situation he is in for no. 2021. <laughs> he's like, uh, he doesn't really get the chance to make his own legacy because he's thrown in the two this car number that already has this legacy built up behind it. So now, just like you said, all this pressure's on this poor kid to kind of perform and live up to that legacy. But, yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of, I agree with Jonathan. I don't envy him. I kind of feel bad for him in that situation, but I think he'll make the best of it. But, anyways, as far as Larson goes, I forget your question. But well, How do you think I the think... success, how do you think he, he turns around and makes that success from dirt and transfer over to NASCAR? Or do you think he does it all? Uh, so I think he'll still trickle in dirt a little bit next season, not anything full-time or anything like that. Do you but think as far the momentum carries goes, over to NASCAR, though? Yeah. Uh, oh, so that's mm, kind of tough to say. I, so I do think the ride's definitely better than what he's had. That five car is going to be bit of a better ride than that 42 car that he was used to. And we've seen him do some pretty amazing things in that 42 car, so I am excited to see what he can do in the 5 car. But as far as early season like uh, runs go, I don't see him really competing for wins right off the bat. But I definitely see him kind of like coming into his own the further he goes into the season. Maybe like the more chemistry he builds up with his team. I could see him knocking out some top fives, possibly some wins later in the season. Yeah, and, and, you know, a lot of people are picking him here for next weekend at the Daytona 500, just riding off of the momentum. You know, he, he got that chili bowl again. So uh, a lot of, uh, I, I keep saying that word, but momentum riding into this season. So it'll be interesting to see how that kind of uh, uh like I said, progresses through there. So, uh, obviously, without you, you can't talk Hendricks without talking the champ here, Chase Elliott. And he was making his run on dirt. I don't think he's going to be the, the best dirt guy in the world. He was looking <laughs> a little rough. And I am going to get to Matt Trace's comment here, speaking of NASCAR guys transferring to dirt this weekend. But where do you think the champ ends up? Do you think he makes a run for that uh, that title again? Oh, absolutely. I think uh, he's coming off a lot of momentum from last season in uh, the NASCAR Cup Series. Well, he finished the season, I believe, with three wins in the playoffs, including Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, I think it transfers in the next season. I think he keeps it going. Obviously, Daytona is a wild card. 
But I could see, as long as Hendrick Motorsports is still consistent like they were at the end of the last season, I could see him still competing for wins right off the bat. I think it rolls right over in the next season. And I, I would agree with you there. And we see the the addition of some road courses here in the uh, series. So th- that could definitely stack up and, and add into uh, just a little more success for Chase. And Yeah, and they, they got, what, six of those next season, I believe? Yeah, so... It, so there's a good chance he'll win at least five of them. Well, <laughs> he's got Ryan Briscoe that's going to be chewing at his back end there. I, I really think... Or, I'm sorry, not Ryan, Bris- uh, Chase Briscoe. So I, I think it's going to be a battle of the chases when it comes to that. So, uh, you know, what? I didn't even consider that. That's a great point. I it, think that'll actually be a lot of fun to watch. It would be very interesting to to see those races, but I I, I do think that that Chase is set up very well this season. So uh, I, I think he makes a, a solid run. Me personally, I agree with Kyle. I think we see Larson start to put together maybe a few wins. Uh, I, I think we see him in the playoffs. But as far as making a run into that Final Four, I just don't see Larson in this first year back in there. Do I see him uh, eventually getting into that Final Four, possibly taking a title with Hendricks? It's a, it's a very good possibility. So uh, uh, down the line, you could definitely see that happening in my opinion. Uh, move over to Penske, and that's what uh, Matt Trace was talking about. Down in Volusia, in the UMPs, he gets into it, and, and he's never drove dirt. There's a video of him getting taken around in a golf cart, and they're instructing him how to how to drive the track. And you can tell, I mean, he's a driver. He does. He knows exactly what to do, exactly where to uh, uh, take that uh, advice and, and put it into play into perspective when he's on the track so uh a a lot of people myself being one didn't think he would fare too well comes out and he puts it on the podium in the feature event very impressive he goes from 19th to third kyle so do you think that i mean a former champ himself uh what do you think joey logano ends up this season you know what? I don't have a lot of nice things to say about logano (laughs) but i will give him some credit because he is still a wheel man um, he was kind of thrown into NASCAR very quickly, moved up through the ranks of the cup series or to the cup series very quickly, started off a little rough, but he's come into his own, uh, in recent seasons, it's kind of been a hit or miss. Like he seems to have like little stints where his team is on fire and then they just go away for a while, but then they come back when it matters. So like we saw last season, he made it to the final four, and I believe he made it to the final four the year before. I think you're right. Yeah. Or maybe even the last two years. Because, oh, yeah, he won the championship two years Correct, ago. Correct, yep. Made it to the final four last season, and now again, or I'm sorry, two seasons ago, right. and now again last season. So, so three I mean, years running. We, yeah, so, I mean, they come to life when it matters. But I think they kind of go through slumps mid-season where they kind of just, they go off everybody's radar for a while. But I could see Logano putting together another good season or at least another good playoffs next season. So before we get to talking to your, your early uh, champ pick here, uh, Matt Trace got a good question here with Bristol being on dirt. How many more people are these, are these NASCAR drivers, especially the ones with very little or no experience on dirt, do what these guys are doing like uh, um, Chase uh, getting onto the dirt, like Joey getting onto the dirt there. And, and get their feet wet before they're forced to get in a stock car there at Bristol? Uh, so the way I look at it is what they're doing, I think they have good intentions. I think they 
think it's going to be able to help them, but I don't see it helping them that much because the cars are going to be such a wild card. Nobody knows how they're going <laughs> to handle, what they're going to drive like. I don't think they're going to drive anything like these dirt cars that they're hopping into during the offseason here. But uh, I, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it because I think everybody's kind of going into it not knowing what it's going to be like or how it's going to drive. They could hit the track on – I believe that's one of the races that they are doing practice for. I would hope so. so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I would so, sure hope so. So I think they're all going to hit uh, the track on Friday very – and I think they're all going to be just – you're going to see them crawling for a few laps there, trying to just feel it out. But in the end, I do think you're going to see the dirt guys excel during that race. Like, you're going to see – Bell, Larson, Boyer, or I'm sorry, Boyer is not racing. Um, but you know what I'm saying. I think the yeah, dirt guys I'm are going to be you. the ones who really excel in that one. I, yeah, I would agree. And it's hard not to say Larson is the huge favorite, I would say, in that. And I know there's a lot of other guys out there that run dirt, but not to the success that Larson has. But like you said, that that car is a wild card. Nobody knows how it's going to uh, work. And that's why I, I think Matt – you you get the the physics maybe of driving on dirt and you get the idea of what the car is going to do but you just don't know like that's a a lot heavier car than i can think of any dirt car being and i know i i would picture ump probably a little more uh obviously than the midget the chase is driving but that stock car man that's like a a, a plow on the the dirt so I, I don't know. I, I just think it's going to be, a, like Kyle was saying, kind of a uh, uh, a wild card there. So I do. I agree. will say, though, you have you have some guys that are going to be racing now who have also raced the trucks at Eldora. So That's they true. might have a little bit of an advantage because it's going to be I mean, it's going to be very different. But at the same time, those guys have driven stock cars on dirt. So they might have a little bit of an advantage like in the early parts of the practice and qualifying an early race until other guys get it dialed in. But you got guys like uh Bubba Wallace who have won uh, at Eldora in the trucks. Absolutely. So, I mean, you might even see him kind of do a little something in that race. And uh, the other thing I'm really looking forward to is you, I think you'll see some dirt ringers kind of come out maybe for the smaller teams, uh, kind of like you did with the trucks at Eldora where sure. you get like these dirt guys just coming in for one race. I, I think they, you might used, see that as well. They used to do that with the road course. It was like Boris Sad. He was the the road course ringer back in the day. Or said, I, I don't know. I could be could be wrong on pronouncing that last name. But no, you're right. Uh, he was that that road course ringer. You knew they came around to Sonoma. They were at Watkins Glen. Uh, Boris is coming. He's he's oh, yeah. coming with them. So you you are very right there. You could see uh, possibly somebody stepping in uh, and, and trying to make something happen. That's not in the the championship battle per se. But that that owner could really benefit from a, a solid uh, uh, finish or a victory in in that. And I think you put that is the one race in NASCAR this season that every owner has a chance. I think every single car has a chance. I don't think when you when you unload at Daytona, every car has a chance. I don't think right. when you unload at Indy, every car has a chance. I think when you unload at Bristol, every car there, at least this year has a chance and that's what i think is going to be so cool about that race yeah exactly it's going to be a lot of fun to watch because you're going to see i think a lot of cars going for uh the lead in that one like cars you normally wouldn't see like you just said but <laughs> right absolutely there so it'll be interesting you are right there money will not talk i agree there so 
Uh, before we get to Ranger Vandazan here, is we we got to get to him here shortly. But Kyle, we we want to know your early pick here, not only for the Daytona 500, but I want to know your early pick for the 2021 NASCAR champion here. Uh, I'm gonna go with Denny Hamlin. I feel like I've been saying this for quite a few years now, but it's just getting closer and closer. And uh, I don't know how many seasons that poor guy has finished second in the standings, <laughs> but I think he still has his coming. And I'm going to say it's 2021 that he pulls it off. Do you think he takes them both? The 500? Yep. <laughs> how many of those does he have now? I think there's a very <laughs> good chance he takes another one. <laughs> right. Absolutely. There. So, I, Kyle, my pick for the champion, and I don't like as a driver – uh, I'm not a fan of this guy. Uh, I, I think what he does off the track is fantastic, and he he's a wheelman. He knows how to drive. Uh, but I think Logano is going to take a, another one here. I think he uh, he, he does uh, really focus in. It seems like last year he had more focus than we had seen before. He he really had a drive that I hadn't seen before in Logano, and that's probably while I wasn't uh, why I wasn't a huge fan of Logano before. But I I think that Logano actually does something uh, uh, decent here. And I, I was thinking Hamlin myself, but I think he is now dipping uh, too many hands into the punch bowl. So Yeah, and you might be right. I, I think, but... unfortunately, if he wasn't a team owner now and, and really trying to get that off um, with uh, Jordan, that he, he could very well be into that talk. But that's why I, I go with Logano here. Uh, I think he runs off that solid year he had last year. You already see him uh, putting together some momentum here on the dirt uh, and, and see what he can do with the Daytona 500. But I think as far as the 500 goes, I think we see the champ come out there and, and take the win here. Chase Elliott, I think, comes out and, and gets his Daytona 500 win. Man, I don't know about that one. Have you seen that guy's luck at the uh... – Oh, it's not very hot. It's not very hot. <laughs> He could be like Earnhardt, where he's chasing it for what twenty years or something. Oh yeah. So, but I mean, no, you never know. Momentum does some crazy things. Exactly. Could, I think that team roll out there really riding off a high right now. Um, so I, I think they have a, a solid, and there, there's just so much pressure. Kind of, there's a lot of pressure. I feel like you got Hamlin with the new owner. You've got uh, Larson in the new seat. You've got uh, uh, Bowman in the new seat. You got a lot of guys, uh, some some solid rookies in the field, like we mentioned with Briscoe and, and some others there. But uh, uh, yeah, I just think, like you said, momentum is a, a, a big thing, and I think that luck kind of changes as, as he's really coming into his luck here uh, this this year or this past year. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's going to be an exciting season to watch. Like I, I said, I there's a lot of unknowns next season and the way i see it nascar is just using this kind of as another trial season there i don't want to say a throwaway season but this season was never meant to be what it's becoming right it was supposed to be the new car uh some new tracks that were meant to match the new car now we're kind of stuck with the old car <laughs> with the new tracks yeah. that we were supposed <laughs> to have for the new car Whoopsie. so i think we're gonna see them kind of do some crazy things here to just kind of I don't know, maybe try to get the fan base built back up before next season. I, I agree with you there. It'll be interesting. Coda is going to be one of the most interesting races of the, uh, oh, the season, no doubt about it. Uh, so it, it'll be fun to watch. Uh, Kyle, thank you so much for coming on and taking some time out today to talk a little bit of NASCAR with us. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me.
You got it. Now we're going to get to Ringer Vandazan here as we talked a little bit of that 24-hour here. At the beginning of the show, we got him on the the line here, and here goes Ringer Vandazan. Hey guys, this is Ringer Vandazan, and you're listening to Checkers and Wreckers. Uh, what a fantastic run. What an absolute blast it was to watch you guys in that 24-hour. I know probably not the uh, the finish, obviously, that you wanted, but... What a start to the season. Yeah, it was. Um, I'm uh, First of all, you know, I'm super proud on the team. I'm super proud to be part of this team. And uh, how they built up the car was just incredible because um, it ran really, really fast. Um, all the practices, we were uh, very competitive. And if you look at the race as well, we uh, we actually were fighting on the for the win where it was only this, this seventh or eighth day that the car was on the racetrack. So uh, it was very impressive what Ganassi did there with all the boys. So we saw a lot of change throughout the season. Uh, you were with a different team last year. We saw a lot of uh, changes in uh, manufacturers as well. You got to go with a different team, same manufacturer. How has that affected the uh, the season so far? I mean, for me, it's uh, it's great to stay with the Cadillac family. And, uh, you know, when the, when this opportunity came after the other opportunity fall out, it was the perfect scenario for me to... Um, um, it was two and a half weeks of a lot of stress because I didn't know what was going to happen. And then this opportunity came up, which I think was, was a, a fantastic deal for me because it's, it's such an iconic team. And I think Chip, Michael and, um, you know, Michael Guerra, they, they really know how to... Uh, how to put a fast race car on the track but also manage it very well so I think I think if you look at the history of Ganesi they they know how to win races how to win championship and you know I can I can only benefit from that to learn a lot about it and uh, so far I've, I've what I experienced was a, a really you know professional group of racers but also very much racers you know so it's really cool to be part of that so it's funny you talk about that because one of the the things that I find so interesting about IMSA is the different drivers that kind of gravitate to the sports cars and everything like that. And with that said, your teammates here this past weekend were Kevin Magnuson and Scott Dixon, very world-class known drivers. But at the end of the day, they're coming to you, Ranger, for advice. How's that make you feel? Yeah. Well, I, I would I would say, you know, one thing is sure, I don't have to advise them how to drive fast in the race car, you know? <laughs> right. That's for sure. So uh, if they come for advice, it's because I'm, I did, um, I think, seven championships, four, ten races championship in IMSA in the last uh, seven races, seven seven years. So for sure, I know the championship very well. And I think the endurance racing and, um, you know, Daytona, how to win Daytona and, and all that. Scott won it four times as well. Don't forget that. So, right. Um, you know, it's 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 a nice cooperation, and uh, we we all ask each other for advice how to how to perform, how to get better, how to get most out of the car and the team. And uh, you know, for example, Scott has been with uh, Ganassi for so many years. Oh, yeah. um, he knows where to uh, where to pull on the strings to to make things work, and I think that's something what uh, was very nice for for me to see how. He is within the team and uh, what the team needs from the driver, especially to, to give to the team as a driver. And then, then we have Kevin who comes from Formula One where he has a dad who's been in IMSA for 20 years. So oh, yeah. uh, don't forget, he has a lot of experience in IMSA as well. He just never participated himself. So, <laughs> um, so it's, been a, it's, been a, it's been a really nice group of uh, team members from the drivers, but also from the, from the staff. And um, yeah, it's, uh, I have, I came back even without 
you know, winning that race and we didn't win because of a flat tire was nobody's, you know, to blame for. But I came home with a big smile anyway because I just enjoyed it so much um, with my new team and um, and the environment I'm I'm starting the season with. Well, I can tell you what you put a lot of smiles on the fans' faces because we saw that the uh, the uh, uh, the viewership was up, and that just means people were watching. You put it on to the end there, twenty four hour race, and it came down to the last couple minutes. That's that's what I love so much about that that whole race there. So uh, with you also run in the WEC. So with that said. Do you prefer one of the cars, whether it be the IMSA, the WEC uh, car? No, it's it's really a side program for me where IMSA has been the home for, for my racing for the last couple of years. And um, anything on do, I do on the side is, is is always good. And I think with the hypercar and LMDH and all that coming up, I think the WEC is something to to stay focused uh, on as well. But, um, you know, the entertainment level, like you saw in Daytona now, that's how IMSA is. You know, it's um, it's it's. It's entertainment. Racing is still oh, yeah. entertainment, and and we're racing for for victories and um, uh, being smart in a little dogfight uh, that you had to have at the end of the race. That's something what uh, what can make a difference, and that's what I like about it. Where in the WEC, for example, it's more about average lap times and uh, how you perform in the, which is a very fair of going racing, but it's it's a lot less entertainment for the for for the viewers and the watchers. So I, I'm I'm a big fan of it. So. No, it makes sense there. I mean, with that said, you get to travel so much to different tracks. Do you have a favorite track that you you get to uh, partake in? I mean, for me, Laguna Seca is still one of the tracks <laughs> that I really like a lot. It's it's very low track, but uh, man, with that corkscrew, it's kind of weird and pretty impressive. I do uh, uh, a lot of uh, eye racing myself. Laguna Seca has got to be probably one of my least favorite. I'm going to be honest with you there. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's hard. It's a tough track, so uh, that's for sure. Absolutely. Sorry about the little guy here. So, uh, <laughs> uh, with that, uh, I mean, you you've got uh, some kids yourself. How do you uh, how do you uh, play dad one day and then uh, professional driver the next? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, being a dad at the same time as um, uh, as going racing, I think makes it just. Um, Put everything in perspective and race even harder to bring home some uh, some trophies. So uh, always nice when you can bring home a trophy to the kids. <laughs> that makes it so so worth it. There. So are your kids? Are you going to get them involved in uh, karting? Anything like that? Well, that's not the plan, but who knows, right? <laughs> Mom's got to say something there, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man. So uh, um, did you ever want to kind of follow in your father's footsteps and and do a little bit of rally cross? Um, I mean. I think that's a different kind of league of sport, but who knows if I'm uh, done with the street, you know, the, the, the on-track racing that we're doing now and uh, there's something that um, that comes up, why not? I'll give it a try for sure. So is that where you started getting your passion for racing, was following your dad to the track, stuff like that? Um, no, I never saw him really race, so oh, okay. uh, I didn't see that, but uh, for sure, you know, he's, he's, he's been a big supporter and um, and um, making things happen to, to go into car racing and um, at one point, I could pick it up myself and um, um, and, and go to the level I'm now. So that's great. But uh, yeah, he's still involved um, as a big supporter and uh, always wants to learn the little details of uh, what's going on. <laughs> Absolutely, there. So outside of IMSA, uh, I mean, you, you're now you're tied with Ganassi. Uh, you've got opportunities pretty much all over the the world, probably as a driver. 
what's the one race that you would want to partake in as a as a driver yourself? Um, it's a good question. I um, I did the Nurburgring twenty four hours, Spa twenty four hours, finished uh, second actually in both of both of them. I did the best Bathurst twelve hours. Um, you know, it's still a dream to do a Formula One race, right? So uh, whenever that would be an option, I'll I'll take it with both hands. And uh, even the Indy five hundred is something that um, I would uh, I would give it a go at for sure. But um, um, I I would say an oval, you know, an oval in a NASCAR or an Indy car would be something that would be very thrilled thrilled about to go for. Well, I'm local here to Indianapolis, so you just made my day with saying that. I will I will <laughs> say that right there. So I yeah. I just got a uh, a few more fun questions here for you if you're good with that. Yeah, let's do it. So, quick question: What's your daily driver? What do you What do you drive on the streets there? I'm uh, I'm right now in a Mercedes uh, GLC AMG, um, um, but I think it's going to be trading for a Cadillac actually. Uh oh, yep, got to go with the uh, the team ride there. Very nice. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward. Yeah. What kind of music do you like? Dance. You like to dance? All right, all right. We might have to get a video of you dancing here, Ranger. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't think I'll. Uh, I'm not a very good dancer. I like dance music, though. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Do you have a favorite movie? Um, I like Blow. It's a fantastic, uh, fantastic. Yeah. Very good movie there, Johnny Depp. I love that one. Yeah. And all right, so you said NASCAR. You were just on the track. We do this thing here called the Checkers and Records Picks of the Week. Who do you think is going to take the championship Daytona 500 crown here? Yeah, exactly. Who do you think wins it? Do you have a, a pick? Um, the Indy 500 or which one? The the Daytona 500 here coming up. Oh, the Daytona 500. Um, I mean, I I, I was behind this um, uh, Chase Elliott. I was behind um, Jimmy Johnson. Um I was behind um, even um, what's his name? Who was in the in the Ligier, um <coughs> LMP2 car? Uh, Dylan. Um, yeah, Dylan. Yep. Um, he won it before, right? Uh, yeah. Yes, he did. Maybe on a little uh, not so nice way, but uh, he won it. Um, <laughs> you you are correct there. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I was very surprised. Uh, he got away with that. Um, yeah, let's see, man. I mean, uh, I think one of the Canassi boys should be doing that. I think they should win it. So, I, I think uh, there's I, a good I'll chance. There. <laughs> All right. <Is> it? <laughs> I think you got a good. Bush is always solid. Bush is always yeah, solid. Exactly. Yeah. So who knows? I think I think that would be awesome. I'll be I'll be watching and cheering for them for sure. There you go. So, do you got anything else before Sebring going on? We got testing in Sebring, so um, okay. Yeah, that's for sure. So you got to head back to the States here, and then you guys uh, go back in uh, March then to uh, race there at Sebring, and you're back with Ganassi, correct? Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Awesome. Well, we look forward to it. Ranger, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Like I said, I know you're a dad, and you're busy. It's been a long day for you. I can't thank you so much for coming on here and talking to me for a little bit. Sounds very good, man. Thanks for your call, and um, good luck with the show. What a blast it was to talk to Ranger. What a blast it was to talk to Kyle. Both of those guys, woo, thank you for coming on and chatting with us. Because I'll tell you what, you could you could tell he is excited 
for the season coming up. That is one thing I could definitely see uh, uh, here, here, I guess, in that conversation with Ranger is he, he's pumped about his, his new teammate there with uh, Magnuson. I think it's going to be a solid team. A little misfortune at the Daytona 24, like we talked about in the early part of the, the show here. But at the end of the day, I think he's going to have a, a, a great run. I think uh, these two are going to do some great things together in that Cadillac. So uh, we'll see what Ganassi Racing can put together there in IMSA. I'm excited for the IMSA season, especially after that race last week. It was a fantastic race to watch. And they they really put it out there, like he was talking about, that entertainment value, really, right now, almost second to none. It's fantastic out there, 24-hour race. It came down so close at the end of that. What a run it was. Guys, that's all we got for you here today. Thank you for tuning in to Checkers and Wreckers later here, here at BW Sports 1. We're all getting together. Everybody going to get together for a super show for the Super Bowl, you can get our picks for the Super Bowl there later. That's at 4 p.m. Eastern. So check out BW Sports 1 on Facebook or www.bwsports1.com for all of the fun and entertainment that we got going on over there. Check us out and to each and every one of our lovely partners out there. We got Doc Sports out there, MyBookie, Harmon Designs, Chummy Motorsports, Butt kicker, feel that, immerse yourself in the game and feel what you've been missing. Driving for Dyslexia, Bruzy Racewear, Sean Nugent, that rock star realtor. Hit up Dwayne for some powder coating on the frame. Maybe you need a little tea made for your little one there to get into baseball. He does it all. Check him out there. Give him a holler on Facebook. Rocket Racing setups as well. Check him out, guys. You're either behind one or you're in one. That's right. We're going to have a good one coming to you. You guys have a fantastic day. And next Sunday, that's right, next Sunday, whoo, the Daytona 500 racing is in full swing, baby!